Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit. Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit. Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all can do with me. All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me. What up, though? July 31st, 2016. This is my last day in L.A. It's bittersweet. Bitter because it's L.A. Who the hell wants to leave L.A. and the house that I have? It's fucking awesome. But it's sweet because I get to go home to my family. I miss my son. I miss my husband. And it's football season. It's officially fucking football season. And yes, it's just training camp, but it's football season. And I get excited every year around this time. I start talking about um, the other teams and who's who made great uh, pickups in the offseason, who drafted who, who has something to prove. All these things happen around this time of the year. And unfortunately, I won't be talking about a specific team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I decided I was going to have Drew from 102.5, Drew Garabo, on my show to let him ask me any questions he wants because I'm not going to be talking about the books, because I don't want to allow people to lie on me. You know, people said a whole bunch of things, you know, when I covered the Dolphins that weren't true. And I just really want to give people an opportunity to see who I really am and see that I don't really have to talk about the other team to be a reporter. Um, I started, you know, doing radio and, and reporting in Atlanta and I talked about the Falcons and no one cared. And I was, I wasn't Brent's girlfriend. Then I was his girlfriend. Then I was his wife. No one cared. Then I went to Miami and everyone cared. Yep. So I didn't get it. I don't understand what the problem is. I've been doing this. So now that we're with a new team and I have a very negative, um, I'm, by, I'm polarized is what it is. Some people think it's negative, some positive. But what I want to do is learn from what happened and not analyze the books. It's funny. Um, we've walked similar paths because I've been in radio for like 20 years. And when I first started in Tampa, I had a show called In Your Face with Drew Garabo. And it was extremely polarizing, like ridiculous. Like I would I would race bait like you wouldn't believe because I know how to get dumb racist people on the phone. Uh-huh. And then I know how to clop the shit out of them. That's like a skill set that I have. So <laughs> the, the last like three years has been unlearning that because of the way ratings are accumulated and I got to play ball. Otherwise, I'm not going to have anybody listen to my show. And Tampa, for all its strengths, is a very uh, blue collar construction and uh, landscaping job kind of city. So you have to cater to that. But at the same time, I have to be myself. So I'm quite polarizing as well. And hopefully through this conversation, we can give each other a couple of pointers where we both learn something, you know? Yes. Time out. Mike, are you recording this? Okay, good. So we're gonna we're, we're already recording, but I wanted I um I don't know anything about Tampa. Just just right. so you know, the only thing I know about Tampa is how long it takes to drive and how quick the flight is. That's yeah, it. It, it takes hell long to get around this city. I've um I've been coming to Tampa since the late '70s. My grandmother moved to Largo, um, but I've lived in Orlando since '78, and I've visited Tampa forever. I've lived here for like the last five years. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's an interesting city. You got to remember in Tampa, you've got like Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota, uh, all the way down to just about Fort Myers, Venice, all the I mean, there's millions of people that they call Tampa Bay, but, but it's Pasco not really County, Tampa. No, it's not. And right. like it, even those in Pasco County would call themselves Tampa. And that's a that's an area of town that you might not get to. uh might not to get bit. They don't like black people there. Is what you're trying to say? <laughs> One of the first things I heard is that there's still an active Klan community in Hudson, Florida, which is in Pasco County. Ooh, so sounds like that, my kind of town. <laughs> I like bothering races. Well, then head on up to Moon Lake and have yourself a hoedown. <laughs> so everybody's um, um, asking me to analyze the team and. And say all these things about the draft picks. And, and I feel like I, I don't like, I know it's not any, it's nothing like what Brent has to do right. starting over. He has like a completely different 52 guys he needs to meet and, and, and get to know. He has a, thank God he doesn't have a new coaching staff. <laughs> he kind of knows all the coaches 
And the other thing, God, behind that is they all know me. Right. You know, they've they've dealt with me for for years and I never had a single problem with the coaching staff in Atlanta. I had a problem with Mike Smith, though. Right. And everybody kind of knows that I didn't like um, there was something that took place between uh, he and Brent and I didn't like it. I had a problem with it. And outside of that, I never had a problem with the coaching staff. You know, the Mike right. Smith situation was something personal. And the coaching staff has has always been top shelf to me. Mike Smith is an amazing coach. He really is. He, he, he has a great defense. I don't know much about his offensive mindset because all I knew is that, you know, he was the head coach, but he mainly dealt with the defense. So I respect everything about him as a coach and the way yeah. he coaches. I think you're going to find with the coaching staff in place here, with the the city is dying for a winning team. And the last couple of years, God, the last four or five years have just been one dumpster fire after another. So Brent's walking into a great situation. <laughs> Jameis, you know, Jameis really, uh, I thought he showed a lot of promise in round one. He had his haters because of social yes. media and the way it is today. Everybody wants to see him fall before he even takes the field. He, he had that. He, made, he had that that those haters before he ever allegedly stole crab legs or allegedly raped a girl, he's black and he's a quarterback in right. Florida. Those are issues regardless of any other issues you have in your life. Yep. Yeah. And that scares people, you know, and, uh, it, uh, Doug Williams faced it. Randall Cunningham faced it. And mm -hmm. as prevalent as black quarterbacks are on the NFL, they still face, in my opinion, undue yeah. and unfair criticism simply because they're really good at what they do. They make a lot more money than the mm -hmm. average Joe paycheck, and therefore you can't wait to see them accidentally walk out of a Publix because the manager used to give him a discount, right. and all of a sudden he's some kleptomaniac that can't get his hands off some king crab. Right, he's fucking Jameis Winston. Do you really think there are a line of bitches ready to suck his dick and get those crab legs at the same time? <laughs> like, are you serious? Do you really think Jameis Winston... America's quarterback is stealing fucking crab legs. Like seriously, anyone that believes that I, I, and, and it could be wrong. I'm just going to call you a racist. Yeah, no, I think that's fair call to you say. A racist. If you think James Winston was really stealing crab legs, you're a racist. You hate <clears throat> black people and you, you hate him because he's black. You know how much stuff people stole in college? Crazy stuff. <laughs> and they get it given to him by boosters. Yes, and there's get, so much illicit activity. Things that are actually considered stealing because of who you are. Right. And we are all thieves if you if you want to keep it real then. All no any, doubt. Like, yeah. who's not looking for a little something, something? I mean, like, people buy you drinks around town. People want to yes. do things for you because you have some sort of name in the community. So we got some crab legs on the down low. Big fucking deal. Yeah, what's with the, what's with the uh, rape situation? I only know what, you know, the media people say. And, and I know you're a part of that, and I'm hoping that I can remove you from that bubble. But yeah, the media folks can. are saying he got away with rape or molestation uh, or something. They say that, you know, it's, it's, it's again, somebody's word versus somebody else's. The charges were dropped. So but as like, far as I'm concerned, you know, that it, whether there was an agreement there, it's none of my business. Right. Uh, charges weren't filed he's all right i mean yes you could make the argument that oj still you know hey you know off. what i my charges were dropped i didn't even go to trial at all they they actually asked me to take a deal really yeah i refused every Good. single deal that was offered to me and none of them included jail time none of them wow. however they did include me going to some type of psych evaluation as if I'm crazy, as if I have some issues and those that's, that's, not a, that's a deal breaker for me. I didn't yeah. do anything wrong. Not a single thing that they wrote on that police report was accurate. Now, let me take that back. I did resist arrest initially because I didn't know who the hell was jumping on my back. Right. Got, got hit from behind. I'm from, I'm from Inglewood, California. I'm, I'm going to come around swinging. So my bad. Didn't know yep. it was a cop. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I I can understand that part of it. But, you know, all that would have taken was some conversation. I've, I've, I've said a lot of things and I've told people what exactly happened. The charges were dropped and never even went to trial. Yet I'm still guilty, too. So me and James have a lot in common. We're both <laughs> well, black. Close buddies then. And I'm sure he wants to stay on your good side so he doesn't find himself the recipient of a couple of tweets. Hey, Jameis and I hung out at the Pro Bowl, man. Let me tell you something. We bonded over Jack Daniels. We are family now. Good. <laughs> We're family. Good. I don't, he's a good dude. Yeah, he seems like he's a good kid. And, and yeah. from the, t the little bit of time that my husband has spent there, 
you know, he's he's spending more time with him. And I and I ask him all the time, like, how's James? How is he? Is he cool? Because it's kind of sucks to to be somewhere and, and, and have a not cool quarterback for so long. Right. You know what I mean? Like you could you could be sorry as shit. But if you're not cool, then it's just kind of like, Ugh, why do I have to be here? You're not even cool. Yeah, Jameis seems cool, and uh, isn't it interesting that we're in such a society where uh, LeBron James, and I heard your podcast about Kevin Durant, these guys stay completely out of legal trouble. These guys, who's calling you? Brent. Oh, nice. Hold on, let's take this live. Hold on. Brent. Brent, what are you doing? I'm I'm live on my podcast right now. No, it's fine. I you're you're on the podcast right now. You want to say hi to Drew? He's he's um he's interviewing slash questioning me today. Oh, what up, Drew? Yo, what up, Big Pimpin? <laughs> <laughs> he's with one oh two point five, right? Yep. I got right. that right. Yeah. You can do an interview with him, but fuck that yeah, big dog yeah. dude. Yeah. Fuck him. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm gonna call you when I get done, okay? Alright. Okay, bye. Hello, sorry. I, I always yeah. have to take his calls because he's daddy. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. He's daddy. <laughs> um, no doubt. But, like, it's so interesting that we have guys like Kevin Durant and LeBron James who stay completely out of legal trouble, for all intents and purposes, are charitable with their money, yet we still, as a society, not we, you, and me, but society can't wait to try to take Ooh, these God. guys down, and they, they heap all this hate on LeBron, who's been labeled the chosen one since he was in freaking high school. Kevin Durant has to have his tattoos on, you know, where, where his uniform doesn't show, otherwise he's a thug. Right. And, uh... It's disgusting. Sure, there are guys who step outside the law, just like there are in any profession. But, man, these, I can't stand to see these cats who have done nothing wrong get so much hate on social media and in the regular media, too. Yeah. It sucks. The media controls sports. Period. I hate yep. it. Yep. I totally hate it. But what can we do about it? You know, I um I had a totally different podcast scheduled for today and I was going to actually address um some people, you know, that keep asking me certain questions about um well, if you hate the media so much, why do you want to be a member? Why do you want to be a part of it? Cuz I want to change some shit. God damn. Right. Like right. you really think I want to be the people that I'm talking about? No, but that's not why I got into this profession. I didn't fucking go back to school in in my 30s to be that. Like, why would I do that? You know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't used to be like this, the way I, I was raised and the media that, that, that has my attention, that, that made me want to be a member of the, the journalistic media, wasn't like this. No. No, it's it's weird that we're in right now because you just can't wait for an athlete to make that quote. Oh, they that can't fucking wait. Make, right. They, they feed it right to them. They provoke them. And it's, this. And it's oh. not even – it has nothing to do with what they're doing on their, 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 their court or their field or whatever it is. It's something outside of that. And the fact that the media has decided – Writing those stories, which are for the bloggers and for the, you know, all the scandalous TMZ, all that, they all have a lane. Everyone has a purpose. Sports journalism is not supposed to be that. No. We're supposed to be talking about them. You can always include some personal things, some, you know, but when, when all of the articles you write are about the person off the field, I don't respect you. No, I agree. And, you know, with Tiger Woods, when he first came on the scene, was notoriously tight-lipped, wouldn't give you anything in an yeah. interview, just real brief. And I never blamed him for it because, yeah. man, you, if, he, if he made one comment about race in America, if he made one comment, Nike drops him from a billion-dollar deal, and yes. all of a sudden he's not driving those Buicks anymore. So I never blamed him for that. Now, I didn't know all the shit that was going on behind the scenes, but right. I think that caught a lot of people by surprise. But the thing is, the whole thing about Tiger Woods is – He's not different than a lot of fucking athletes. Do you know? I have lots of friends that are athletes. Tiger Woods is um he's up I would I would say he's up pretty high, but he's he has great company. Yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> no doubt. He has great company. And nope. for him to take I, I think that the the situation with him being married is kind of fucked up, but in, in all actuality, it's kind of normal for a damn near billionaire to have hoes. Sorry yeah. if you guys are all so shocked and grabbing your pearls, but that's kind of common. Sorry. Yeah. 
It is, and like you know, the the family situation, like you said, it, it's it's tough for Elin or Ellen or however you pronounce her lovely yeah, little IKEA bot name. But like, <laughs> he probably thought it would be good for him to like have a family for his public Just image. Just to pretend, but, yeah. Like you but, know what? I've got this pretty little white girl. What is she from? Iceland, Norway, <laughs> Finland, Sweden, fin- something. Yeah, like, she's yeah. I love tagger. Yeah, <laughs> and so I think a lot of people do that. Michael Jordan did that. Let's let's keep it real. Michael Jordan did that shit too, and. And and I don't know if LeBron's doing it. I, I, I feel like he's not only because it looks a little different, but none of us know. We're not going to no. know unless he gets caught. And the best ones don't get caught. Like, that's, that's it. That's right. You don't yeah. get caught. You have enough money to not get caught. Whenever you don't, you probably are going to go down crashing hard <laughs> like sure. Tiger did. And, you know, I've always tried to have a lot of uh, of sympathy and and support for wives like you, whose husbands are athletes who have to deal with everywhere they go. Women th- now, I don't think you need to go Jackie Christie and uh, make him throw a little oh, sympathy yeah. to you while he's shooting jump shots and follow the team bus and That's stuff like creepy. that. But like, you know, it's it, it's got to be a crazy world out there, Miko. You know, people actually have said I'm like Jackie Christie, and I almost what? threw up in my mouth. Like, are you fucking serious? I I. I don't think there's anything wrong with how Jackie does whatever she does in her marriage. Her husband is obviously fine with it. But I have a problem with someone just thinking that I'm like her. And then I have a problem with someone thinking I'm like Aisha Curry. There's, <laughs> there's, I just put me right in the middle of those two. Aisha Curry's on your left yep. and Jackie Christie's on your right. Put me in the middle. I am not close to either one of them. I'm in the yep. middle of them. You know, yep. and, it's, and it's so weird that people can take like a high a headline from some idiot that wrote something about me. It doesn't even have to be true. That's what I always try to tell people. The media can write anything they want. All they have to say is sources. Sources say that um, Miko Grimes is a whore. Well, nothing happens. Said- yeah, nothing happens. They can say anything they want. That doesn't mean you have to believe it. Right. You can you can read something and get a get a get a good a good giggle out of it or you know, make fun of me and tweet me something stupid. That's fine. But believing it is another thing. And that's annoying. It is. And, you know, when it comes to your public image, it's uh, it's alarming to me how many people want you to be silenced simply because that's how they see your role. Because wives should be and women should be in the background Seen and, and not heard. Exactly. And you have this outlet where you can share your voice. And do you say things that piss people off? Of course you do. Just like we all do. Just like Stephen A. Smith does and Skip Bayless does. But the difference is you're female. You're not paid millions of dollars for it. So for some reason that should buy your silence as if you're not to speak out against what you find unfair and atrocious, which I might not always agree with you. I do 90% of the time. But (laughs) damn it, if people are going to try to shut you up and because you're a distraction. Yeah, and what I find hilarious is most of the times when you hear in the media that someone is a distraction to the team, I'm going to I'm going to give these the people that follow a gym. I'm going to say 90% of that distraction was put out there by the team. Do you agree? Yeah, totally agree. Totally. So, agree. so you guys wouldn't know about this distraction if the team didn't want you to know there was a distraction which isn't right. really a distraction, but they want you to think that whatever is happening is a distraction to play in whatever role it is they have for the season. Like that's what people don't know. The team can keep everything they want from the media. They can keep it all to themselves, all the dirty secrets on the media can go dig up some things, but a lot of the stuff they find they're getting from the front office most times. Yeah. You know, yep. And so there, there were a couple of things. I'm not going to bring them up because they weren't like huge things. But there were a couple of things that have occurred since we've been Bucks. And I've been waiting for them to hit the media. Right. They have not. Really? They have not hit the media. That's interesting. That's awesome. That's what you <laughs> fucking call. That's what you call living in the state of Florida. I, yeah. I don't know what we were doing over, you know, about three hours east of, of Tampa, but... The, the team doesn't want certain distractions and they're not going to allow those things to become a distraction. Good. So props I mean, to the Bucks already early, not wanting to be in the press for the stupid wrong reasons. 
yeah, it's it's that's a great uh, it's a great statement, and I don't know what it says about the media in this city, uh, but man, you know, it's uh, it's you nice guys got some assholes. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt. Got oh my some God. assholes. So, so many. So so tell me tell I know you're supposed to be asking me all these questions, and we'll we'll get to all of them. But tell me sure. about this. I hate even talking about people that are beneath me, but I'm I I, I enjoy laughing at people, and I don't know sure. how to fix that, so I'm gonna just keep laughing at them till I fix it. Tell me about this big dog, dude, because do you know what happened between us? No, I, and I don't really know him all that well. All I know of him is that uh, he's got a reputation of uh, a hothead, uh, and uh, I don't know how well regarded he is in the Tampa Bay radio community, despite having been a part of it for quite some time. So tell me what happened between you. Okay, so um, I'm anti-Semitic, in case you were wondering. I, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure if he's Jewish. I don't know what his religious beliefs are, but apparently he was very offended by that. Mm. The, the, the tweet that uh, went viral for the dumbest reasons ever. And so he tweeted me and said, you are so lucky that I'm on vacation because I would destroy you. Mm. Now, keep in mind, I'm getting a thousand tweets an hour. Sure. So I didn't see this tweet initially. What I did see was a plethora of fans replying to this tweet saying, we're all lucky you're on vacation. Can you stay longer? I was hoping you would die and never come back. Why do you still have a job, you fucking alcoholic loser? <laughs> like, people were like, oh, just grab the bottle, keep drinking, and lay back down. Like, these are the, the so when I see all these, of course, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, why is everyone like, what, what, you know, I didn't know. So I, right. so then I start asking people and then I tweet him and say, who the fuck are you? What, like, who are you? And he's like, Oh, right. you don't know who I am. You need to call the front office and ask them who I am. So my response was fuck you and fuck whoever it is in the front office that thinks I would even call them to ask who the fuck you are. And then he, um, he said, oh, oh, I, I go, keep in mind, you follow me, fuck boy, I don't follow you. And he was, oh, I'm not following you anymore. You know, Ooh. and I can't wait till I get back on the air. I'm going to destroy you. And I was like, yawn, moving on. So apparently he destroyed me. Did you hear him destroy me? Uh, no, I think I'm on opposite him. I'm not really sure exactly what time he's on. Uh, but we're on two to six, and I remember talking about the exact same issue. But uh, Seth, who uh, produces my show, is Jewish, and my mom's Jewish, which Jewish people thinks makes me Jewish, but I don't consider myself Jewish. <laughs> yes, uh, you are. Maybe, you maybe in like, there? You got a you got a producer be, and so a mom that's Jewish. Boom. Yeah, I, that's what they say. <laughs> so we uh, we Jew buddies didn't really have a problem with it. In fact, I think I DM'd you that day to let yeah. you know, yo. If you want to talk, we'd love to talk. We didn't see a problem with it. But, I, you know, people want to look for any uh, any hint of controversy like that these days. And if someone had said that about, well, you know, uh, Latino team owners take care of other Latinos and no black cares. owners take care of other black owners, there's probably some truth to all of that. And uh, next time I might add Jewish rather than Jew because that's like that's, a hot button. That's the people. one thing I learned. Let's go crazy. Of, yeah, of all of this, you have no <laughs> idea how many people texted me, DM me and said, holy shit, I didn't even know you couldn't abbreviate Jewish. Thanks for laying on the sword for us. <laughs> I you saved a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of reporters. These are actually media people. They're all black. <laughs> they're all black okay so i don't know what that says but what it what i think it means is the black community did not know abbreviating jewish was would end up on the boston globe and the new york post and all these other meaningless newspapers in the world Lesson learned. Jesse Jackson learned it the hard way when he called it Jaime Town, and now we know that Jew, Jew versus Jewish Lord gets Jesus. you into a sensitive area. I promise to never use Jew again. I promise. I, I wouldn't have used it had I, I, I don't even know why people don't understand that if I'm trying to offend you, I'm going to go as far as I can to right. offend you. I, I don't, I don't tiptoe. I don't tap over the line. I don't take a right. little no no i'm going to cross the fuck out of the line and, and fucking slide all through your shit with my middle finger up 
fuck you and whatever it is that you, you know, I, I don't understand why. Then I woke up the next morning with all these tweets because this was like one, two in the morning. I'm just, you know, drunk, probably smoking weed. Who knows? Uh, you know, just tweeting, just talking my shit, not intending to offend anyone religiously. I don't I don't hate any religion. I don't claim a religion. Also, I have a relationship with who I consider God. Same. And that's none of you guys' fucking business. That doesn't mean I hate you for whoever you pray to and whoever, you know, leads you in your path. I don't I don't care. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't understand why when I said that, I was responded with nigger, cunt, whore, bitch, slut, gold digger, coon, all these <laughs> things from the Jewish community. <laughs> Go figure. So they yes. want me to feel bad about something I said about them and they respond. <laughs> Like, I don't feel bad. I don't feel a fucking thing. A fucking, nothing inside of me felt bad whatsoever. The people that I know that are Jewish were not offended. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, like you said, subtlety is not exactly in your wheelhouse. So if you wanted to, like, make an offensive comment, you're certainly going to go a little farther than Jew buddies. (laughs) Yeah, and do you know that there is not a fucking thing that anyone could have done about it if I did? Not the bucks, nothing. You know, and why would I want to offend them? They've done nothing to me. This is so early in the game. This coaching staff knows us. We are all on the same path. I've met everyone. I've met the owner. I've shaken his hand, spoke to this man. These people clearly want my husband to play here because they, they knew me before. They knew me through the Miami drama. They offered the most money of anyone that wanted him. No, yep. I, I take that back. There was people that did offer a little more. However, they were not in the state of Florida and they didn't come with Mike Smith's defense. Right. So those were definitely factors, you know, that weighed in. And so this is a this is a thing where two groups are saying we like each other. We want to deal with each other. We know each other's crazy. They know what I feel about the NFL and all the bullshit. And and, and this isn't something that I was asked to do. This isn't right. something I was told to do. I have decided for myself not to cover the books because sur- suddenly there's a rumor that in F- in Atlanta, I talk shit about the, t- the players on the team. I had beef with the players on the team. That's ridiculous. I'm actually still cool with probably the whole, everyone that's ever been a Falcon ever right. when we were there. You know, these people are family, the coaching yep. staff. We have no beef with any of them. Obviously the, the thing that happened with Mike Smith and Brent they spoke like men about it. It's over. Yep. It's over. Yep. So when I came to Miami, suddenly if I cover a team, if I don't say what the general population wants me to say, then I got my job because of Brent. And I don't know what I'm talking about. When I didn't even know Brent when I was on the radio in Finland. I didn't even know he existed. He was on the fucking practice squad. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know him. So how am I getting jobs because right. of him? You know what I mean? Like, I have a, I have a resume, you guys. There's, there's this thing. It's called a resume. <laughs> I have one. It started in 2006 in the media, just so you guys know. Okay? <laughs> it was 10 years ago when it started. I didn't know Brent 10 years ago. Right. So I've decided not to cover the books. I don't know if this is going to be a good idea or a bad idea, but I'm making the decision to prove to people that I don't talk about players, especially right. in a negative way, in a personal negative way. What you saw with Ryan Tannehill was, I don't like him. I have a great reason not to like him. I have chosen not to say why I don't like him. Got it. So anytime I feel like talking shit about Ryan Tannehill, guess what? I'm going to talk shit about Ryan Tannehill. Hell yeah. Period. Yep. There's not any other player that I have ever personally attacked in the media or social media in that way. Right. I may say somebody's a bum or he's sorry or he, oh, he can't do this or he can't do that. But the things that I'm saying are personal. Yep. There's no need for me to keep talking shit about somebody that I'm not even on a team on unless he tried to fuck me over, did something to me that I feel I can't ever pay him. I can't ever get him back. Right. I can't ever get that L back that he tried to give me when I was in Miami. So I've decided mm, anytime I feel like shitting on him, I will. Mm, is it, yeah. pe- is it petty? Absolutely. That's me though. Yeah, man. 
and just be you. Like that's that's the thing, and that's why I think so many people gravitate to you is because you defy everyone's efforts to put you into the round hole if you're a square peg, and yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna find everyone agreeing with you. Nor am I, and that's what the great thing about uh, about what we do because people gravitate towards authenticity, and there's so many cookie cutter people out there, right. and. Keep speaking your voice, man, and I'm going to try to do the same thing. Yes, and if I ever offend you, so what? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If, I, if, if you get offended, take one of these with you, right? Yeah, like what – you know, there's people on social media offending me all day long, 24-7. Do, do I let them bother me? People have put me on some type of pedestal or platform in their life to where they feel like since I'm somewhere up here that I don't get to be a regular person. I have to right. be whatever it is that they have in their mind that I am, or they they have a problem with it. They want to write to their congressman, I guess. Hey, Miko Grimes said, uh, nigga, on Twitter. <laughs> I find that racially offensive. Get her out of here. Like, what the fuck? I, like, I don't care if anyone uses the word nigga or nigger. Whatever word you want to use, that's on you. I don't own words. Right. I hate when people own words. So any word I use and you want to use it, that's on you. If somebody else whoops your ass for using it, that's right. on you. Right. That's you know exactly. I mean? That's you, on you. It's amazing to me when you bring up topics like that on the radio. People will fight for their right white dudes to use that word as yeah. if like taking away that word takes away so much of their power. Well, if they can use it, how come we can't use it? Right. If they got their BET, well, if we had our white entertainment television, <laughs> they'd all be riding the streets. All like of television is white entertainment television. Precisely. Look at TV up until good times and what's happening. You yes. didn't see like people people are saying something about they, there was another thing with people uh, stupid ass and I love Wendy Williams and I hate her at the same time. How you doing? She fucking <laughs> said, "Hey, how you doing?" She fucking said, "Why are there HBCUs? What if there were historically white colleges? They all are, you stupid bitch!" <laughs> like what the fuck? Everything that's not an HBCU is a historically white college. Right. There's nothing wrong with that though. I don't have a problem with it. Why does anyone have a problem with a historically black college? I can't understand it. They feel that you feel like the white man's grip on things is being threatened and there's nothing that lashes out except for maybe a pit bull. There's nothing out that lashes out <laughs> with as much fury as white dudes who have had, been in control forever and suddenly feel that their They're grip on it. things is getting a little shaky. They're like, oh, damn, what Donald Trump's fuck? right with this little goddamn wall. Oh, my God. So, so let me ask you this. Do you have any questions yeah. for me? Yes, Did you, I, do you have a, a list? Is it long? Oh, shit. Is not, that more than one page? No, no, no. It's, oh. I had something to write on. <laughs> uh, yes. All so right. I'm so going to I'm gonna let you take over. I'm going to give you 30, 30 minutes. Is that enough time? That's plenty of time. I'm setting my clock right now. 30 minutes to ask me anything. And, right. and as long as as long as I can't get someone else in trouble, meaning I don't I don't I choose my family which is my husband and I choose not to accept endorsements for the simple fact that that takes away my voice. Yep. I don't get You're to right. be Miko Grimes if Brent Grimes is out here chasing other chicks. That's why his dick is in my mouth whenever he wants because he's allowing me to be something that a lot of wives don't get to be, which is their right. selves, themselves. So I'm not going to answer a question that can fuck up somebody else's check. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. I'm not looking to ask any like that. No, no. You know I mean, I, I, I would love to answer those questions, but I, I don't like to hurt other people. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to answer a question that could get somebody else in trouble that can make them lose an endorsement because they, that, that fucking money matters. You know what I mean? I, just because it doesn't to me, that doesn't mean it doesn't to someone else. So those are the only things that are off limits. If I, if I expose someone else, I would but, never ask you to do that. Okay, cool. All Don't right. Ask me anything. Here we go. First one. We've covered the Jew buddies thing. I feel satisfied there. <laughs> okay. uh, has Brent ever sat you down and said, I just can't handle this. You got to dial it back a little bit. No. Never. No. The only thing that he's ever said is some of the things like the, the anti-Semitic thing. And this only, I, I can't really remember the other ones because we're kind of like, we have short memories about things. We, we talk right. about it. We move on. You can't be married right. and hanging on to shit. But since the, the, the Jew buddies thing is the most recent, what he said to me is, Miko, because what people don't understand about Brent is 
I don't even I don't know what race Brent claims. He doesn't. <laughs> I really he, he really doesn't claim a race. Wow. And, and he has he has a right to not claim a race because he his majority might be white. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. yeah. So what what he said to me is I knew you grew up in the hood. You know, you just so black and you know all the black shit. But he goes, there's a lot of offensive white things out here that you don't know about. He knew Jew was offensive. He <laughs> said he knew it. He didn't hear about this for maybe like two days because he's not on social media. He doesn't he doesn't care about the me. He doesn't even watch ESPN, nothing. Right. So I brought it up to him. I was like, oh, babe, shit, I forgot to tell you. I'm anti-Semitic. Let me tell you what happened. And he's like, how come you didn't know that Jew is offensive? And I go, I didn't know that. And he's like, I, I don't like this. This is, now I'm going to give you another example of something that happened. So during the, uh, the, the World Cup, yeah. I wanted to tweet, I'm going with the Krauts. <laughs> We're sitting down in the living room watching soccer. Before the game started, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm going with the crowds, man. Like we always, everyone in the house, we always have a bet, a bet or something. Anytime, it doesn't matter what it is, there's a bet. Right. That's just kind of how our household is. I'm going with the crowds, and he's like, I go, I'm gonna tweet right now. He goes, Don't tweet the crowds, and I go, Why? He goes, That's offensive, Miko. And I was like, It is. He goes, Yes. Oh my god, I can't believe you didn't know that. And I was like, But we say that all the time. He goes, Yes, in the house, it's a joke. Like people say (laughs) things in the house. He goes, you say a lot of offensive things around the house and I don't ever correct you because it's just in our house. Right. He goes, how come you don't know these other offensive things? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I don't know these things. I played ball overseas for seven years. I've said every offensive racially thing and, and everyone laughed. No one in Europe cares about these things. I don't, I don't know if it's just here or what, but he's like, every, you will die on Twitter if you, if you tweet Kraut. I didn't know that. Right. So he's all he tells me is understand what's offensive to people, because even though I say it doesn't mean I'm trying to offend people. Right. I'm just right. saying it. And, and, and he goes, no one cares if you're not trying to be offended. Apparently, if you're not trying to be offensive. Right. They just take whatever you said. So that's what he set me down and said, before you write something, know if it's offensive. Know if someone's going to be hurt by it. And if you're not trying to hurt someone, don't write it. That's what he said to me. That's fair enough, I guess. It, yeah. People nowadays, they want to divorce intent from offensive comments. And like that's why <laughs> I never would have a problem with the Jew Buddies comment because I don't feel like there's any malice coming from it. And yeah. it's a comedian like uh, Kramer from Seinfeld can use the N-word uh-huh. in a weird way in a comedy club and everybody wants to crucify him. I'm not defending him by any stretch of the imagination, but like a Louis C.K., can put that word in part of his routines and he's and hailed as a comic genius. You yes. Know? You know, I told my husband, I said, you know what? I have a solution to this whole problem of me offending people. I, I'm just going to go do some stand up. There you go. You can excuse anything. Shouldn't I just do stand up? I think I'm funny. Yeah. I think I could do it. Absolutely. And then I could get off all my jokes of racial jokes, uh, religious jokes, sexist jokes. I could get them all off. Everyone can laugh and then we can move on from it. No doubt. And for some reason, it's okay if you're on stage in a crowded club in front of a microphone, yet if that microphone is being used to broadcast to more people and that comment lives on in perpetuity via the internet, then you're racist. Then you're a whole person. Yeah. So I I think uh, if I could find a, if anybody knows a a comedy club where I could just do like, what is it called? Open mic? Open mic? Oh, I got you. If you want to do open mic. Oh, yes. I, I know people. I, I could get you a gig at Side Splitters on uh, Northdale Mabry easy during the I'm season. Down. We packed that place. I'm down. I'm not all kidding. Right. All right. I'm I know the owner. I'm not fucking kidding you. at I, all. I would love to do it one time. And I'll do a great show. I'll even like focus. I'll study. You know, <laughs> I try to do everything because I don't know what it's like to be a comedian, but I've watched so many comedians perform. One of my best friends is Lil Duval. I don't know if you know who he is. Uh-uh. He's a little black dude. He's from Duval County. That's why I got his name. I'm sure right. you probably know where that is since Florida. Yes. But yeah, he's a comedian and I love him and he's so offensive and no one cares. No right. one cares. So I think I'm going to ask him to help me write, do a good stand up, and I'm, I'm going to be ready. Good. Trust you should me. do it. Comedy has a way of teaching people. Like, 
Dave Chappelle was this generation's Richard Pryor, yeah. who I grew up with. And like from the time I was like in third or fourth grade, I was getting bicentennial N-word and that N-word's crazy and all that. And I would never say the titles, but I'd listen to these routines and I'm like, this is genius. It's like funny. I don't even I don't even know how race works in America yet, but this is genius. And Dave Chappelle did that for so many kids yeah. coming up. And that is that's really where you make the most progress, in my opinion, when it comes to having a more open-minded outlook towards the world. You don't get offended when it's a comedian saying it. And that sketch that Dave Chappelle does as uh, the blind KKK oh leader. Oh, my God. That's, genius. That's the funniest shit I've ever seen Fucking in my life. genius, right? Right. Oh my God, I still watch that to this day and I fucking fall on the floor laughing. He divorced his wife because <laughs> he found out she, she loved she she guy. loved the nigger. She was a nigger <laughs> lover. I can say it. I know you don't want to say it, but that was the exact quote. She I she loved a nigger, so I had to divorce her. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, that's genius. So yeah, you should definitely do that. That'd be a good I'm outlet down. for you. I'm so down. Not kidding. Keeps the crowds and the Jew buddies away from your Twitter, which is good. <laughs> You know what? What if this is goes that uh, uh, another way? What if someone gets this soundbite with the kraut thing and then they fucking hate me because of that too? I'm trying to like, you know what I'm saying? Just open up and be, you know, honest about something. Watch that fucking shit come back and bite me in the ass. Miko Grimes hates everybody. Jews, she hates krauts. She calls German people krauts. What a horrible human being. Like, God damn. Like, I can't ever win. You know, I won. I got Brent Grimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I won, bitches. Yeah, you definitely have won. Um, all right, so has Brent ever said, does he feel uh, an extended pressure to perform on the field uh, because of your presence in the media, do you think? Um, Brent believes he is the best cornerback in the NFL. I think he believed that since 2009. So performing is like tying your shoe writing your name, this isn't pressure for Brent Grimes. Great. Playing cornerback is not pressure for him. It's fun. Right. So nothing – when he puts that helmet on and runs out on the field, he's nothing's on his mind. You know, the only thing that could be on his mind is me. Right. Whenever I'm not happy, he's stressed. doesn't matter if it's Sunday, Monday, too, whenever I'm not happy. So even when I'm not happy, I make sure he doesn't know that because – him thinking about me on the field could cause him to lose his life. Right. You know, a lot of people don't know this, and he he's probably going to hate me for doing this, but Brent has ADHD. And mm. I crack jokes about it because I can, because he's my husband, but it's not a joke. Right. And he has a lot of, um, you know, he has some, some hiccups with it. And, sure. and playing a sport that this dangerous and having that is, is, is it adds on to the danger. So I try to make sure that anytime he drifts off and thinks about something else, it's not me. He's not concerned with me. Like I I always try to tell wives, like when football season starts, just swallow a lot of shit, bitch. Just swallow it. Make him happy. Don't have him arguing with you, you know, worried about you. Because even though they're playing football, their their wives and their family are, are a big concern for them does you know you can black out everything else but you can't black out your wife and your kids you know what I mean and so I always make sure that when he goes on the field everything between us is perfect and we're happy and and he knows that I love him you know because I don't want him to ever be thinking about that but I don't I can't put any pressure on Brent wants to be fucking awesome he wants to show off he wants his game to speak for him he I don't know if you notice he he's gonna run from the media every chance he gets he doesn't, right. he, this isn't because of me. This He's been doing this since I met him. So right. he doesn't like to talk. He likes to perform. And the only way that he can show you how good he is and what he thinks of himself is on the field. And that's how he wants to do it. So he's he's always going to be dope because he is. Good. I would, uh, if I were an athlete in today's society, I would talk to the media as little as possible because you never benefit from it and they're always looking for that thing. And remember when uh, Richard Sherman and Aaron Andrews had that thing a couple years ago where he emphatically, you know, Crabtree, you can't, you know, like we wanted to act like Richard Sherman is some savage. The Stanford educated, articulate guy is some savage because there's Aaron Andrews cowering like a little white girl going, who is talking talking about about you? you?" (laughs) Like you, you just got a guy when he won his team, the NFC title and 
Right. Like, like, what do you expect out of him? That's the result you're going to get, bitch. I, I feel like if I were interviewing him at that moment, this could have been this could have been gold. Right. I would have been right. like, because even though Richard Sherman obviously thinks he's the best corner in the world, we both sure. know what he thinks of Brent Grimes. And we're going to keep that between Miko and Richard. However, <laughs> had I been interviewing him in that moment, it would have been amazing. I would have had, I would have been completely there. I wouldn't have asked. Who, I know who you're talking about. I know. Right. And let him know how you feel right now. I would have egged him on. I would have gotten way more out of Richard Sherman in that moment than she did. And there's no shade to Aaron Andrews. I just, she missed a moment to, to just be, be cool. She, be cool. She wasn't cool. She was a little no. white, white girl right there. She was very worried about her purse and she was crossing yes. over the other side of the street with that microphone in her hand. Yes. You know? yes. Oh God. Bless her soul. Bless her soul. Back to the notes. Here we go. And uh, we have radio people. Have you noticed that people who are drawn to the media have this duality where they have a narcissism, yet they also deep down inside fear that they are one day going to be exposed for the insecure person that they are? It's bizarre. Wait, start it over because I I almost thought there was a question there. Was there a question? Say it again. It's just inter- it's more of an observation and okay. a question. It's that it's that people in the media have this, and whether it's Howard Stern you're talking about, or a Rush Limbaugh, or a Bill O'Reilly, there is this narcissistic pomposity that they carry themselves with. Right. Yet at the same time, you kind of know that inside that there's this little insecure person who's saying, "Please accept me. This is why I do this for a living. Love me, love me, love me." Yeah. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, people. Their 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 fans are fans, and fans um, they have a way of of how do I put this? They're fans of you until someone tells them not to be fans of you. So there's always this fear for a lot of those the people that are so famous and kind of narcissistic about themselves where. It's like, yeah, I'm everything until you guys don't think I'm everything. And then I'm going to cry. And then this is going to happen. Everyone's afraid to be exposed. Everyone's afraid their truth is going to come out. But the thing that I always pride myself on is I am me. Yep. You know, people come up to me in grocery stores and say, oh, my God, you have no makeup on. No, bitch, I don't. Because I'm a regular person, like they don't want, they want you to be whatever it is that you've been on the radio, that you've been on TV when they meet you in person. And if you're not, if they find out something about you that they don't know, then they like try to use it against you. And then you can't be narcissistic anymore because now you're exposed. (laughs) Damn right. (laughs) And that is horrible. Yeah. So I don't, I I just try to be myself, man. I think we're all a little narcissistic if we are doing this job, but there's a, there's a level. And yeah, some people, right. some people go way past it. I try True. to, I try to stay right around the, 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 the people that are like me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be a radio person, just a regular person that's like me. I feel like those people get me and I'm fine. I'm fine with my audience. I'm fine. Right. With I've heard you talk about the music of the 80s and 90s and where music is today. Oh. And uh, I interviewed Chuck D last week, week before last. And it seems like the current rap game, they want to market a lifestyle Mm -hmm. that is so detrimental, that is so exploitative, that is so harmful to a community. And I asked him and, and, and even he said that the record companies want that. Like they, they know that these kids are going to glorify this lifestyle of blunts and broads and hoes and bitches and all that. And it's so sad from the era that we grew up in. I'm a little bit older than you are, but grew up in this fun era of hip hop where you could have the fat boys and you had run DMC. It have to be about money, hoes and, and right. Yeah. Right. And the society we're in now with world star hip hop being what it is. And like, everybody's looking for that click. Everybody's looking to go viral. And well, that's because now that's the only way to get a record deal. Back in the day, someone saw you and, and didn't know your potential, but they saw it and they got that potential out of you. Now you have to already be popping on YouTube, on Vine, on some sort of social media app in order to get a record deal. The, the yeah. record, the music industry has taken music from us. They own yeah. it. The artists do not own any fucking thing. I learned that the hard way. So if you're a true to yourself and your artistic ways, you probably won't make it. 
You almost have to conform in in hip hop and R&B a little bit to get there. And yeah. the reason for that is they want you to come with this this uh, stigma, this image so that they can replace you whenever they fucking feel like it. Period. Right. When you're yourself, yep. they can't replace you so easily. There's not a lot of use. So when you're the cookie cutter image of what they're looking for, they will sign you, give you some bullshit money, have you pretending you're rich all this time until you figure out you're not rich. You don't own your own shit. If you can't sell out arenas and stadiums, you'll never really truly get to live that lifestyle. And then you eventually start robbing gas stations and go to jail and they'll replace you with the newest thing on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And back in the day, there was the R&B, like you said, where they they sang because you really thought that Keith Sweat was trying to get the panties off that girl. Yeah. Like it wasn't somebody trying to get on American Idol or The Voice. It was Al B. Sure trying to get them drawers off. Yes. It was Tony Tony trying to do it again. You know? And, yeah, they talked about love and marriage yeah. and being good yeah. people. Now it's about how many hoes can I get, and how many bags do I have to buy them to get along with my other hoes. Right. No shade. I, I, I dance long to it and everything, but sure. it's not the same. No, it's definitely not good. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Uh, <laughs> Bucks ownership. Uh, we talked, touched on it a little bit earlier. Did they have anything to say about the anti-Semitic comments? Did they send no. you a little email, a little note, or they I, left you alone? They didn't say a word. I actually called because I was. I told Brent, I go, should I call? It was maybe, I want to say, four days after and mm-hmm. nothing and um i go should i call and he's like well do you think you should i go i don't he goes i don't i find it strange um for a billionaire to care about something like this right you know i said well we know one billionaire that stoops to those levels maybe you know mr glazer's another one should i call him should i ask him and he's like uh oh, you don't have anything to do with the bucks i don't see a reason for you to even inject yourself in bucks affairs i'm not signed to the tampa bay buccaneers right you know so i said okay i go well you know what i think i'm just gonna call um mike smith and just see what he thinks so i called him and he said you don't you don't you're not signed to the bucks right you can say whatever you want to (laughs) say we don't care brent grimes he say no all right cool (laughs) you're cool miko we we love you enjoy yourself he goes, just know right. that you, your voice and whatever you say, people are going to try to, you know, get some clicks out of it. He goes, we're not interested in getting any clicks out of you. We're not that type of organization. Anyone that does get clicks out of you from the Bucks is because of them. It won't be because of us. And right. enjoy the rest of your vacation. You're fine. That's fantastic. That's it. Good. And Glad to hear that. Yeah. So I didn't speak to anyone else, but according to Mike Smith, I'm not bothering anyone and no one's caring about what a wife is saying on social media. And I believe that's kind of how it should be. Absolutely. I should say whatever I want and we all move on and you either believe me or you don't, you hate me or you don't. And we all live happily ever after. Did Aisha Curry go too far when she called the integrity of the NBA into question by saying the games are fixed? What do you mean by too far? Well, I mean, obviously, she has the right to express her opinion, right. but like when you, when you call, like when your husband's got endorsements out the ass, and you're calling into question the integrity of the game when you call games fixed, that that raises a little bit of a red flag. That goes beyond like you know offensive speech, and in my opinion, here's here's what I have to say about what Aisha did. I believe Aisha, Keisha, Shaniqua, Miko. These are all black names. I don't think my, my name's not black. It's a, it's a Japanese name, but yeah. I don't know. It's a black name to me. Uh, <laughs> everyone has the right to say whatever the fuck they feel like. Flat out. Now, where Aisha was wrong is, and this is my opinion, she's wrong because she's not accurate. Right. She's wrong because she stands to lose something. She's not wrong for her opinion and having it and speaking yeah. it. But when you have endorsements, you don't get to have an opinion, boo-boo. You don't. I'm sorry. When you're, when you're drafted high and, and you're Steph Curry's wife and you're sponsored by milk and Brita Water <laughs> and all these amazing companies, guess what you get to do? Shut up. Yeah. According yeah. to America, you have to shut up. And it's <laughs> unfortunate 
but you have to shut up. And right. let's say she didn't have the endorsements. Let's say she's Miko Grimes without the endorsements. I mean, like, she can't even be me because my husband's not at Steph Curry's level, meaning right. contract and, you know, best sure. player on the team, which, you know, I, I would argue that. But, you know, I'm going to keep that to myself. Absolutely. But um, when you say the game is rigged, it appears ignorant. And from a sports reporter's standpoint. Right. You just came from down 3-1. And now you're upset that another team is coming back from 3-1. That's ignorance. You were 73-9. and Ignorance. She could be right. I don't know if the NBA is rigged. Who knows? She could be absolutely right. But when you look at the year they had, this is the – next year they go 55 and something. Yeah, Aisha, goddamn say the league is rigged, okay? Because <laughs> I'm going to start to believe you if, if that happens next year. But – this year is the wrong year to say it's rigged. So right. there's an ignorant standpoint. There's a, a financial um, gamble standpoint. But outside of those two, she wasn't wrong. It's just my opinion. Solid. Solid. I like that. That's why I asked. I like to get your opinion on these things. Uh, LeBron got that. Social media got that. Aisha Curry got that. Bucks ownership got that. Jew buddies definitely got that. Distraction. <laughs> you Man, got we everything? Through. That was solid right there. Oh, nice. man. I oh. thought there was going to be more heat and hate. But you know what? I like the questions you asked because they did have substance. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm never going to bring heat if heat isn't uh, warranted. And I'm, uh, I'll am i be honest. I'm a super fan of yours. Like Thank I, uh, you. I, I am. Like I, I love people who are outspoken, especially in today's milk toast society where <laughs> athletes and people associated with them feel like they have to tow some company line and not yeah. give sound bites. You're a walking sound bite, and I can't I, wait to see when the Bucks are 0 and 8, and you're destroying the locker room. I can't wait to see. I the know. Listen, first of all, I don't want. First of all, 0 and 8. Fuck you. Okay, I'm not okay with hearing that. However, what you won't hear is me talking about why we're 0 and 8. Right. No one's gonna hear that. No one's gonna hear my opinions on the players. The only person actually there, someone's gonna hear it is Brent. Brent's right. gonna hear it. Brent, Brent knows how I feel about everyone. I haven't even had an opportunity to assess anyone i haven't i haven't been there i haven't right. seen anything i haven't watched any film people keep asking me what i think of Jameis. what a, I've, I've been a Jameis winston fan since florida state just so everyone knows just so we're clear um that doesn't mean i think he's the greatest quarterback in the world that means i'm a fan of his okay right. i've been a fan of his talent and i became a bigger fan when i saw them trying to destroy him over crab legs so yep. i'm team jay boo till the casket drops for anyone and I've always been that even when I was with the Dolphins I was a Jameis Winston fan I don't know anything about Hargreaves only thing I know about him is what I saw in college and for those of you that are so curious about my opinion of him I would compare him to David Irons a little bit I don't google him Auburn that's all I can give you as far as a college um example he hasn't shown me anything in the pros to to say what he is or could be but David Irons of the Auburn Tigers is a good, I don't know, assessment of him, right. basically. And that's all you're going to get. Those are the two people I get asked the most about. And that's all I have. I'm, I'm a Jameis fan. I think he has everything to be a great quarterback. And I think Hargreaves is not, not a bum at all. So I like it. that's all you're going to get from me. That's all I'm looking for. Those were you your play questions. fantasy football? Yes, I I. Usually I play in like three or four leagues at a time. I've Same. slowly tapered down from them. And the reason is because I keep finding myself in these leagues with these fucking weirdos, man. Like they fucking think fantasy football is God. And I'm not that deep into it. Like I, if I beat you, I might talk a little bit of shit, but when people beat me, they really think they won a Super Bowl or something. And they get crazy. If they lose, they start spazzing out. And if someone gets injured, they are freaking the fuck out like this matters like this is life it is their life from, is. from preseason to the to the second round of the playoffs they don't even watch a super bowl because fantasy football is over it is yeah. life to, i like it but i mean so i'm I slowly like pushing back i'm slowly right. pushing back i don't belong in that group of people it's clear <laughs> i don't belong if i lose nothing happens to my day not a fucking thing <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm not bothered. I don't talk about it over a 24-hour Nothing. And I found that that's not my circle. I right. like fantasy football, but I'm not as involved with it as other people, and I feel like I take away from it. 
from my, right. my groups because I've been called some names because I'm not so deeply involved. And now that I have a name, it's even worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Before I was just some random girl playing fantasy football. Now that I'm Miko Grimes, it's like right. a big deal. So I don't even know if I'm going to play this year. I just don't. I can't get into it anymore. That's crazy talk right there. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I might. I made. There's one league of my friends. They're all um, mostly. Um, they played in NBA. Right. Um, they're basketball players. They're all European and NBA players. And I play in their league every year. It's a secret league. <laughs> so I may still play with them because you know it's funny. It's fun to beat them because they don't know anything about football. They right. only know what the media says. And I love being in the chat room hearing them giving their analysis and I go, Oh, you heard that from this person. You heard that from that person. I go, it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. It's not true. Stop repeating it. You sound like an idiot. <laughs> Miko's secret NBA fantasy football was starring Pedro Stoyakovic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they always come to me for all, like anytime they hear some of the media, they hit me up like, yo, is this true? I'm like, let me DM them. Let me ask. Let me see. And I always get the answers. So I'm like, no, that's that's not what happened. They just want a story, you know. Or yeah, that's, right. that's what happened. You know, Nico, so. this be Tony Kukoc. What happened today at the practice that I need to know <laughs> right away? I need to know for waiver wire. <laughs> I know that's really what it is, and I and believe it or not, I actually help my enemies on my teams, like the the, the leagues that I'm in. I right. do I do give out little gems, and that's because it's not that serious to me. I need to take it more serious, but I do tell them stuff like, hey, you know, like about a person's concussion situations and, and or injuries. I like, hey, when they say this, this is really well, how much time it is. You might want to drop him. It's going to be way longer than that. I'm telling you, they're lying. The teams are always going to lie about the return. They're never going to say what it really is. Absolutely. Trust me, I know that injury. It's going to take this long. <laughs> you know, so. I do stuff like that, and, and some people get upset and say I'm messing up the league because I, you're not supposed to give your opponent an advantage. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I just wanted yeah. to be competitive. <laughs> you're compromising the integrity of this I am, and, and, and I don't mean to, and that's why I said maybe I should quit all those other leagues because I'm not, I'm not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, this has been awesome. Thank you for the time. This has and, been great. It's nice to get to meet you and, uh, and to talk to you. I know. After all these DMs, man, you've been sliding my DMs for so long. Who knew? <laughs> In a very respectful way, In I would like to point out. In a very respectful way. He's a, he's a respectful DM slider. So that's why, I, honestly, that's why I chose you, honestly, because Thank I you. feel like you're, you've, you've made me laugh the most. Good. And you seem like good people. And you, you seem like you don't take yourself so serious and you don't give a shit if someone else doesn't take you serious or does. No, I don't have time for it, man. I have a 13-year-old kid who's the center of my world, and as long as he keeps thinking I'm a good person and a good father, then people can think about me whatever the fuck they want to, that's, you know? Man, that's what it's all about. My Aiden thinks I'm everything. He thinks I'm Wonder Woman, literally. He thinks yeah. I retired from being Wonder Woman to have him because that's right. what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hear this when he's older and be like, my mom was such a bitch, man. She lied to me about so much stuff. I literally did tell him that. I was Wonder Woman, and I had to stop being Wonder Woman to give birth to you. So, And I still got that golden lasso, and I can tie you up I, and make I've you I've dressed as Wonder Woman so many times. He really believes me. And I can't wait for the day he doesn't. The day the light bulb goes off, he's going to hate me. <laughs> Well, until then, <laughs> I am right, I'm gonna fucking ride this wave. Hell yeah! But Drew, thank you so much. Thank you for thank doing you, this. I, I honestly wasn't sure if you would do it, but I don't know why. I, I just I'm I'm all, not always sure, you know, about how people will right. perceive me in real life. You know, yep. there's gonna be some heat, um, fucking with me and being cool with me. Seems like you can handle it though. Uh, and it goes both ways. You're gonna get some heat for fucking with this guy too. Yes. So. You know, I love heat. I love heat. And I love to defend people that are honest and, and genuine yep. about whatever they say. You don't have to be perfect. You, nope. have to, you, you can make mistakes. So yep. what? But when people are who they are, I respect them more. So yep. here's to getting to know you better. For those of you that want to know, I will be in Tampa on Thursday. Great. Not sure if I'll make it to camp that day because I'm driving. I'm driving Brent's mother um, from uh, Miami. I've done that trip so many times. Ugh. I have lots of friends in Tampa. This is going to be good because I didn't have any friends in Miami. <laughs> I have friends in Tampa, so we about to turn the fuck up when I get there. <laughs> it's going 
damn, I need everyone to let me know where all the cool hangout spots are. You know, I might need to find me a weed connect when I get there. If anybody knows, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I know everybody. Some people who know some people. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> so I'm, I'll be there Thursday. Um, and hopefully I don't I don't have to slap anybody while I'm in Tampa because I'm not I'm not above slapping anybody that gets in my face. So just be nice to me. I promise to be nice to everyone else. And we're going to have fun. This is going to be fun because I haven't had fun in three years. This is going to be fun. Good. Can't wait. So I'll see you and make sure you hook up that that comedy thing. I'm not I'm kidding. down. I'm talking to side splitters as soon as they get off here. I'm going to tweet Bobby Jewel and say, I have something for you, my man. <laughs> this is going. Oh, kill him with the shoulders. <laughs> that that kill him with the shoulders is from Lil Duval, believe it or not. Oh, all right. Yo, I'll, I'll be talking about that probably on my comedy thing, too. But thanks for um, joining me, though. I appreciate it. And this Thank I'll you. probably air this tomorrow. I might Good. do it today because you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. All right, I'll talk to you later. You got it. See you, Mika. All right, bye-bye. Bye. What a fun show. Wow. That was a first for me, allowing another person to interview me on my podcast. I think it was good. I think I might do that again another time. I'm not really sure when or if I'll be able to find somebody as cool as Drew to come on and ask me some of those questions that everybody wants to ask. I'm pretty sure he didn't answer all of your questions, but... Somehow, some way, I will do my best to try to answer some of the Bucks fans' questions, even though I'm not going to be covering the team. I apologize to you guys. It's not fair. You guys didn't do anything wrong. Blame the Dolphins. They ruined it for everyone, like usual. But I'm going to get out of here. This is coming out to you guys early. I hope you enjoy it. And the next time you hear from me, I will be in Tampa. Peace. Trying to heal my ills I'm spilling Jameson Naming the famous cities I've been I lend my hood fame to Kim folks To run up a bin Bitches frequent I'm current Never been delinquent Liquid food Holistic I get the Lou Relinquish Pay me Yeah Pay me like it's obligated The gated cribs New beamers This shit get complicated I made it work Then I made it work For other niggas Selective amnesia They vaguely remember <laughs>